This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and looking forward to the weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, June the 10th. Coming up, you can find out why it's feared some coastal communities in Kent could be lost forever. And we look ahead to Pride as it returns to Canterbury this weekend. But first, a Dartford man with cerebral palsy says aeroplane staff need to be better trained to support disabled passengers. It's after a woman, you might have seen this in the Nationals. She's paralysed from the neck down and had to wait on a plane for more than an hour and a half because no staff came to help her. Victoria Brignall from West London had just returned from a trip to Malta. Gatwick has since apologised, but YouTuber Charlie Randall says it shouldn't have happened. I think it's really hard. Um, I was actually just discussing with my partner. Um, I think it's really hard because obviously we know that... um, Airport staff are going through a huge challenge at the moment. I mean, it's everywhere in the news. So there is that side of things to contend with. But it is still the thing that amazes me is the lack of communication and understanding to how distressing that is for a disabled individual. Because obviously you are just, you're at the mercy of someone else. So there's nothing you can do to help the situation. You've just been told to sit and wait it out. And then, and it's always really hard in that situation because you're obviously the staff on the plane are trying to be as helpful as they can, but they can only go what, go off of what they're being told. And then it's also really hard, uh, obviously working, uh, working customer service myself. It's hard as well to control your temper because you want to get annoyed, but you realize that it's not necessarily the person sat next to you's fault. It's further down the chain. Really, really a challenging scenario. I think the conclusion I came to on how best to resolve it is why aren't airport staff, uh, uh, airplane staff trained on how to deal with these situations? Yes, it's a situation that shouldn't shouldn't happen day to day, but then at least they have a fallback option that they can provide the support and get that person off the plane, thus making the person's experience more more comfortable because it obviously makes it quicker, but also helping the airline because I also read that it held up uh, passengers trying to get onto the plane. So I think that would probably be the best result. Um, I think it's really hard. I personally find it really hard to get really angry about it because I can see both sides. Uh, airport staff are going through at the moment. I mean, we're seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And then obviously this on top doesn't help and it doesn't help with uh, the current situation. By no means it should have, shouldn't have happened. I think I, I personally come at it with a, possibly a bit more sympathy than others because I'm, take, I'm taking a very outside view approach. I mean, I personally have been really lucky with my... I live Gatwick's the, the airport that I mainly travel from. And I have to say, personally, I had very minimal um, difficulties. In comparison to the individual discussed in the article, I'm a lot more able. So it's a little bit... It, 
little bit of a challenging comparison but yeah. Bosses within the airlines and airport industry say there's a major problem right now with staff shortages and it's after they laid off a large number of workers during the pandemic they're now struggling to rehire staff which means they don't have enough security workers, ground handlers or checking crew. Next today and it's understood a teenager remains in a critical condition in a London hospital after being stabbed while playing football with friends in Tunbridge Wells. He's part of the EM Academy, which has set up a fundraising page to support his family. A 16-year-old boy has been charged with attempted murder following the attack, which happened at Grosvenor and Hilbert Park last Wednesday. The Home Office has cancelled the deportation of all but one of the four asylum seekers who've been fighting a decision to send them from the UK to Rwanda. The announcement was made at the same time the High Court is hearing an appeal to block the entire flight to the African country. The government insists the policy is lawful and will deter people crossing the channel to Kent in small boats but it's faced an awful lot of controversy. Kent Online News. An update now on a story we brought you yesterday and a woman's been arrested after video emerged of a person defecating in Folkestone. The footage was captured on a shop's CCTV on the old high street. Police have told the podcast a 32 year old is being held on suspicion of indecent exposure. A court's heard how a gang rigged cash machines in Ramsgate and Broadstairs with tech to steal bank cards and capture PIN numbers. It's said to have used a timer and iPhone camera to target victims, including a teenage girl who was trying to withdraw money. A 22-year-old is on trial and denies a fraud offence. Two other men have admitted the same charge. Figures seen by the Kent Online podcast show there were 386 reports of child cruelty in Kent last year. Across England, cases have risen by a quarter since 2020. Now, the NSPCC is urging the government to focus on early intervention to protect young people from neglect, mistreatment and assault. Margaret Gallagher is from the charity and says it's important to focus on the individuals behind the figures. We believe that any child who's in need of support and care, that we must come forward as soon as possible. And rather than getting overwhelmed with the scale and the size of the problem as presents, you know, we think about each child and keep each child in our focus and do our best to act on behalf of that child. This is really concerning for parents. A Medway Primary School has been rated inadequate by Ofsted and told that funding could be stripped. Inspectors visited Featherby Juniors in Gillingham last December and raised concerns about children's ability to read. Now, the report said the quality of education needed improvement while leadership and management was inadequate. However, it did point out that children feel safe in the school and, in fact, enjoy going there. Well, in light of the report, the regional schools commissioner has said if quick improvements can't be made, it could be transferred to another academy trust. At the moment, the junior school is part of the Maritime Academy Trust. They have sent us a statement in response to all of this and they argue that the inspection was flawed, unfair and ridiculous. You can read their statement in full and more about the inspection by heading to the story today at Kent Online. It's feared communities living along the Kent coast may be forced to move because of rising sea levels. The Environment Agency says flooding and coastal erosion pose the biggest threats to towns and 
and cities. Residents on the Isle of Sheppey are just some of those in the county facing an uncertain future as cliffs are already crumbling into the sea. Well, Jadzia Samuel from our colleagues at KMTV has been chatting to Malcolm Newell. He lives in Eastchurch and his neighbour's home collapsed into the sea a couple of years ago. We're fighting a losing battle with Environment Agency, with all, all the different authorities. And we shouldn't have to do that. They should be protecting us. That's what they're put there. They get millions and millions of pounds for coastal erosion. I've lived here over 20 years. There's never been nothing done at all to our beach. Really, what wants doing is the bottom of the bank or the bottom of the cliff needs supporting. And the only way you can do that is put groins back in and then put gabions at the bottom and replenish the beach. If they did that, this would all slow down. The whole, the whole area along here would be slowed down. Not only with the houses, but the infrastructure. We have holiday sites which rely on our road, Third Avenue, for their sewerage and their water. So if that goes, then we lose the holiday site as well. Are you worried that your, your own home might not be there in, in, say, 10, 20 years? Well, yes, I am worried in that sense because I'd like my, I, I've got quite a few grandchildren. I'd like them to be able to see what I see every morning when I get up, which is a beautiful, beautiful. I'm looking out over the sea now. That, to me, uh, the fresh air, no pollution. We need to be looking after. Um, letting this land go, you can't retrieve it after it's gone in the sea. You can't retrieve that land. And we're losing it acres after acres of land. Swell councillor Mike Whiting says authorities need to be doing much more to protect the area. I think there is a real risk um, to homeowners you know, in the, for coastal flooding. It's, it is a risk and it's one I think that the um, Environment Agency are taking seriously. They do have a plan, particularly the, this area of the Swale and, and the Medway, um, to raise the level of sea defences, etc, uh, etc, et to, to ensure the safety of the uh, the residents that live behind those defences. There are other issues though, like the north of Sheppey, where they are putting in no places to stop the erosion of the cliffs, which are protected as a site of special scientific interest. And the caravan parks and the people that live at the top of those cliffs um, are at risk, and we see that um, regularly with cliff falls um, and, unfortunately, homes uh, disappearing off the cliff into the sea. So uh, there is a serious problem. I think they've got it right in places. I don't think they've got it right everywhere. What do you think can be done to, to tackle that, that, what you mentioned about the cliff erosion on the north of, of the Isle? What do you think can be done? Well, I think they could shore up the defences at the bottom um, is, is one way of doing it. Um, but they refuse to do it because they say that because the, 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 the slope of the cliff is actually the the SSSI, the site of scientific, special scientific interest, they, they protect that. And within that SSSI, it involves it eroding. Well, of course, every time it erodes, houses at the top fall down. And I think we should be taking more action. They should be taking more action to stop that happening in the way that they are elsewhere. In, in Kent by raising sea defences to stop the flooding um, behind those sea defences. You mentioned the, the issue of building houses on floodplains. Um, can, can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, we, 
we know that there is an issue in building houses on floodplains, and, and that's not just a coastal issue. Um, it's one that surrounds every river um, in the county. Where, where we have a river, historically there's been a little bit of a floodplain which was put to pasture and then as, as the, the land rose, the houses will be built further out. Um, I think what we're doing now is understanding the dangers of allowing building on floodplains because it just builds up problems for the future. And as many people that might be affected by coastal flooding through erosion and other things, uh, will be affected by um, inland flooding from, from rivers if we continue to build houses on floodplains. And I think um, borough councils like Swale and others need to take stronger action in ensuring that if houses are to be built on those floodplains, the, the land levels are raised um, and, and, and suitable designs are there to enable the houses and, and the water to, to, to coexist. Obviously, climate change is exacerbating all of these existing issues. What can um, the borough council, the county council, the government, um, all authorities do to actually tackle this and protect long-term people living in these areas? I think there are some very good models being, there are scientists around the world working on this um, and uh, I think there's a good understanding of where sea levels uh, will go. Um, I, I was a few years back, back up in Oslo and there was an exhibition there showing how the sea levels would rise and the ice would melt and all the other. I think these are well understood issues now and it's just it, to ensure that the engineers that as we move forward are either building our sea defences, reinforcing our sea defences or building new ho homes and new business estates and understand that science um, and abide and live by it. Perhaps you live there or you live on another part of the coast in Kent. There's plenty of it. We'd love to know your views on this. You can leave a comment at kentonline.co.uk or via our socials. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A robber who stole cash from a Herne Bay post office after hitting a member of staff in the face has been jailed. John Pugh, who'd armed himself with a crowbar, was caught on CCTV, leaving the area in a white van in February. Officers tracked him down to the town centre that same evening. The 41-year-old from Clifftown Gardens in the town has been locked up for six years. Now, this is one of our most read stories today, and a Sheerness woman who was knocked off her motorbike says she was left lying in the road in pain while motorists continued to drive past. Zara Park crashed at the Stockbury roundabout on the A249 and says countless people passed her by before someone came along to help. She's been left with muscle damage and now needs some time off work to recover. While the 34-year-old is hoping to trace the two people who did eventually stop and help her, we've got their descriptions within the story at Kent Online. Mouse droppings have been found on the bar of a maidstone Club, which has only recently had its licence reviewed. A one-star hygiene rating has been given to the Century Club on Lower Stone Street after out-of-date milk, mouldy rice and a dirty kitchen were also discovered by inspectors. The venue's owner says they've made improvements and are expecting to get five stars at their next inspection. Now back to news about the A249. If you live anywhere near that part of Kent, you will know it's been incredibly busy with major roadworks taking place. Well, a section of that stretch is going to be closed over this weekend. £92 million is being spent on upgrading the Stockbury roundabout at Junction 5 of the M2, all in a bid to ease congestion. Dan Rollinson from National Highways has been telling the Kent Online podcast how the project is going. 
The M2 Junction 5 is a large project. Uh, it's one of a few major projects that National Highways currently has in construction down in the southeast, and I'm pleased to say that it is progressing very well. We have a very competent delivery partner in Graham Construction, and as such, we've made some excellent progress since we started on site back in September 2021. The weather has also been kind to us, which has allowed us to clear a lot of muck away from site and really facilitate the excellent progress uh, that we have made. This weekend's closure is a first in a series of three closures of A249 southbound between Bobbing and Stockbury Roundabout. Uh, this is quite simply to enable us to install ducting and drainage pipes into the carriageway. And this will be done under um, a mix of full closures and lane closures across the weekends. The reason we need to have these closures